Welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh. It's the Hebrew Bible. I'm going to open with a word of prayer and then I'll begin the sermon. Good, I petition you, strengthen the brothers and sisters up to endure through the last run for everlasting life. Give them the strength and the ability to make the run and to understand their lessons on a day-to-day -day basis. Whenever I uh, minister, enable them to be able to come and hear the ministries. I pray this in the name of your son, Yesiah. Amen. All right. <clears throat> you can listen to the program at the following locations. Goodhouse1968.airtime.pro, Goodhouse1968.net, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Goodhouse1968, or if you want to hear some spiritual music and would like to donate to the ministries, uh, support the ministries, you can go to Goodhouse1968.name and you can donate by making a purchase of uh, some spiritual music there. Or you could get the music for free download. It's up to you if you would like to make a donation. All right. Ephesians 4, chapter 16 says, Under his control, the whole body is being fitted and held together by the support of every joint with each part working to fulfill its function. This is how the body grows and builds itself up in love. So from this scripture, it shows us that we have to have unity of ourselves to grow in love. Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Remember that. So love our neighbors as we love ourselves so we can grow in unity with ourselves and love. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17 says, But the person who is joined to the Lord and is one spirit, a complete spirit in unity with God or good. That's the way we want to be, in complete unity with God. In his utmost words, we want to be in unity with the words of God. Those words came, that came from the prophet's mouths or from Messiah. At 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, says, A man who joins himself to a prostitute becomes physically one with her. Just as you join yourself to a harlot and become one, joining yourself to false religion, you become one with sin. So we don't want to join ourselves with false religion. False religion is on an uproar, and it is about to be turned on by the government. And this is a Bible prophecy of the government's turning on the harlot of false religion or false religion. And we don't want to be one with sin because anyone that speaks uh, against your sire or good, they are speaking falsehood and it's not true. They are part of the parishion that killed the Messiah. So we want to be in union with the scriptures. And uh, you have to study your scriptures in order to become in union with them because you need to know and pray for Ruach HaKadosh Holy Spirit to bless your understanding so that you may become wise in deciphering riddles and things like that in the scriptures. It says that First uh, Corinthians 1.10 says, Nevertheless, brothers, I call on you in the name of our Lord, Yesiah, the Messiah, to agree all of you and what you say and not to let yourselves remain split into factions 
but be restored to having a common mind or a mind in unity with good or God and a common purpose of good's purpose being fulfilled. That means the purposes of God, what God uh, ordains for you to do through the scriptures and Ruach HaKadosh, being in unity with that. And Mark chapter 10, verse 9 says, So then no one should break, break apart what God has joined together. This also applies to breaking up the congregation of God for falsehoods or false religion. So we don't want to become a part of a sect like a lot of these rebellious sects, the Muslims overseas, ISIS, breaking up Christians uh, or the congregation of God through force and teaching them falsehoods to convert them. Uh, stressful, putting stressfuls and strainful situations on the brothers and sisters. All right, now I'll begin the Bible reading. We're at Judges chapter 8. But the men of Ephraim complained to Gideon, why didn't you call on us when you went to fight Midian? Why did you treat us this way? They were sharp in their criticism. He answered by saying to them, How can what I have done be compared with what you have done? Aren't the grapes of Ephraim leaves on the vines better than the wines of Israel harvest? God handed over to you Midian's chiefs, Orev and Zeev. What could I do that matches what you did by saying that he appeased their anger to at him? By now Gideon and his three hundred men had come to the yard and crossed over. There were they were exhausted but were still pursuing the enemy. In Sukkot he asked the people there, Please give some loaves of bread to the men following me, because they are exhausted and I am pursuing Zabak, and Tezalmanah, the king, kings of Midian. But the chiefs of Shaka said, You haven't captured Zavak and Tezalmanah yet, so why should we give bread to your army? Gideon said, If that's your answer, then after good has put Zevian to Zevmanah in my hands, I will tear your flesh apart with desert thorns and thistles. From there he went out to Penuel and made the same request, and the people of Penuel gave the same answer as those of Sarkad. So he answered the people of Penuel similarly, When I return safe and sound, I will break down this tower. Now Zebek and Zelmanah were in Kakor with their army, about 15,000 men, all that remained of the entire army of the people from the east since 120,000 arm-bearing soldiers had fallen. Gideon went up using the route of the nomads east of Navbak and Yagbaha and struck down the army when they thought they were safe. Zabak and Tezalmanah fled, but Gideon pursued them. Thus he captured the two kings of Midian, Zabak and Tezalmanah, and routed their whole army in panic. When Gideon the son of Joash returned from the battle by way of Harry's path, he captured a young man from Shukot and asked him about the chiefs and leaders of Shukot. He wrote down for him the names of seventy-seven of them. 
Then he came to the people of Sukkot and said, You unsharded me when you said you haven't captured Zevak and Tezalmanah yet. So why should we give bread to your, to your exhausted men? Well, here is Zevak and Tezalmanah. And he took the leaders of the city in desert thorns and thistles and used them to teach the people of Sukkot a lesson. <clears throat> he also broke down the tower of Penuel and put the men of the city to death. Then he said to Zavak and Talmanah, to Zalmanah, Tell me about the men you killed at Tavar. They answered, They looked like you, like a king's son. Yedder replied, They were my brothers, my mother's sons. As surely as good as alive, I swear that if you had spared them, I would not kill you. Then he ordered his oldest son, Yitter, get up and kill them. But the body didn't draw his sword. But the boy didn't draw his sword, being still a boy. He was afraid. Then Zevak and Tezalman I said, You do it. You kill us. Let a grown man do what takes a grown man's strength. So Gideon got up and killed Zevak and Tezalman Then he took the ornamental caresses from around the camel's necks. The men of Israel said to Gideon, Rule over us, you, your son, and your grandson, because you saved us from the power of Midian. Gideon replied, Neither I nor my son will rule over you. Good will rule over you. Then he added, But I have this request to make of you, that each of you would give me the earrings from the booty you have taken. From the enemy soldiers had worn gold earrings, like all other tribes descended from Yishmael. They replied, We're glad to give them to you. They spread out a robe, and each man threw in the earrings from his booty. The gold earrings he requested weighed more than 42 pounds, and this doesn't include the crescent pendants and purple cloth worn by the kings of Midian and the chains around their camel's necks. Out of these things, Gideon made a ritual vest, which he located in his city, Afra. But all Israel turned it into an idol there, and thus became a snare to Gideon and his family. This is how Midian was defeated by Israel. So we see here, good gave Midian over to Israel. And uh, it is because of the faith of Gideon and those who uh, turned from doing wickedness or sinful things. One, out of these things, Gideon made a, okay, made a ritual verse which he located in the city of Afra. But all Israel turned it into an idol there, and it thus became a snare to Gideon and his family. This is how Midian was defeated by Israel, so that they ceased to be a threat. So they no longer have a threat before them, because of good. The land had rest 40 years during the lifetime of Gideon. Yorubal, the son of Yoash, returned to his home and stayed there. Gideon became the father of seventy sons because he had many wives. He also had a concubine, Shechem, and she bore him a son who he called Avimelech. Gideon, the son of Yoash, died at a ripe old age and was buried in the tomb of his uh, father, Yoash, an Afra of Avizrai. <coughs> But as soon as Gideon was dead, the people of Israel again went astray after the Balaam and Mabel bowed, break their God. 
They forgot Jehovah their God, who has saved them from the power of all their enemies on every side. And they showed no kindness toward the family of Yorubal, that is, Gideon, to repay them for all the good he had done for Israel. So we see here they turn once more, and again we shall see the conflict or the punishment issued out to them by good, and see what he does by taking his Holy Spirit away from them. Now we go into the vocabulary here. Our first word is akronach, means last or ultimate. Our next word is aksenyat, it means guest house. Our next word is asanyat, yat noir, it means youth, hostile. Our next word is hakshadat, it means casting, suspicion. Our next word is hakshadat, it means training, preparation. Our next word is Haksara Mikshui, professional training. Our next word is Haksharat Kaka, preparing ground. Our next word is Ashav, it means here and now. Our next word is Ashavi, it means present, current. Our next word is Hataat, it means missing a target, leading astray. Our next word is Hatamaat, it means signing on, signing up. Our next word is Hatara, it means crowning, coronation. Our next word is Hatava, it means dictation. Our next word is Akvat, it means brotherhood. Our next word is Hakvana, it means guidance, direction. Our next word is Hakya'a, it means resuscitation. Our next word is Akiyam, it means nephew. Our next word is Akiyanit, it means niece. Our next word is Azaka, it means maintenance. Our next word is Akzar, it means cruel person. Akshari, cruel, harsh. Akzav, deceptive, disappointing. Alright, that is it for the vocab. Good, I petition you to help the brothers and sisters as they need sustenance, jobs, and financial means. I pray that you strengthen them up and give them the heart that they need in order for you to bless them through our cockadash of the Holy Spirit. Praise in the name of your Son, Yeshua. Amen.